This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. As the war between Israel and Hamas in Gaza continues to unfold, one major question is whether Israel's northern neighbour Lebanon will be dragged into the war by Hezbollah, the anti-Israel Islamic militant group that is based in Lebanese territory. So in this squish shortcut, we'll take a look at Lebanon and Hezbollah, and with some close watchers saying that what happens on this front could decide if the conflict becomes a wider regional conflict, we'll look at where things currently stand. Squeeze Shortcuts is your backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, this is one of those episodes that's going to cover a lot of ground pretty quickly. Are we ready to go? Yeah, I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be, so let's go. (laughs) Okay, so to understand the current state of Lebanon, you really do have to cast your mind back to ancient times. And I did mean it when I said we'd be covering a lot of ground. So Lebanon is in the part of the world that's on the Mediterranean Sea between Europe, Asia and Africa. It's a really religiously significant part of the world. And what all of that means is that at different times, ancient world empires have all had their hands on the territory of Lebanon. Yeah, so Alexander the Great ruled this part of the world and then it was the Romans followed by the Ottoman Empire. And the important thing to know is that all these various influences means that a lot of religious communities call parts of Lebanon home. Exactly. So Alexander the Great brought Greek influences, the Roman Empire brought Christians into the region, and the Ottoman Empire brought Muslim communities to this same location. So you have all of these communities living together, and that is the situation that Lebanon finds itself in after World War I, when the international community hands over control of the region to France. Yeah, so that's in 1920, and that's considered really the start date of modern Lebanon. But French control doesn't last. By the time that World War II comes around, there's a local movement in Lebanon for independence from France. And with France focused on fighting Germany in that war, of course, Lebanon gained independence during the war in 1943. And this is where things get really interesting because independent Lebanon adopts a form of government that I'm guessing a lot of our listeners might not have heard about. It's called confessionalism. Yeah, not only a lot of our listeners, I don't think I'd really heard about it, Alex. (laughs) I knew there was some sort of split in government around the religious groups, but uh, really putting our finger on it, this confessionalism is a really interesting form of government. It means that the power of government is split up proportionally between the different religions. A confession, of course, is another name for a religious doctrine. So, when it gets to confessionalism, that's where its name comes from. So in Lebanon, power has always been split between these religious groups. And one way that plays out is that by convention, the president is always a Maronite Christian. The prime minister is Sunni Muslim. The Speaker of Parliament is a Shia Muslim and the Deputy Speaker of Parliament and the Deputy Prime Minister is a Greek Orthodox. And the other thing to note is that in 1948, which is the year that Israel was founded, war in the region also saw about 100,000 Palestinians flee from that Israeli territory into southern Lebanon. And what historians say is that from this period, Lebanon enjoyed about 
two decades of stability under this confessional system of government, uh, but the tensions between the different religions were brewing and in 1975 it turned into a civil war. And this was a messy, messy civil war with ethnic and religious-based fighting that spilt out over Lebanon's borders. So one feature of this time was a Palestinian militant group based in Lebanon that was carrying out attacks on Israeli citizens on Israeli soil. Yeah, and in response, the Israeli government launched a war against Lebanon in 1982. And then in response to that Israeli invasion, a new militant Islamic group was formed and that group was called Hezbollah. Hezbollah, yes. And we're going to talk more about them in the second half of the episode. But there's a fascinating quote from a former Israeli prime minister, Ehud Barak, who later said that when Israel entered Lebanon, there was no Hezbollah. This is the quote from him. He said, it was our presence there that created Hezbollah. Yeah, and from there, the country continues to have these sort of rolling political and economic crises. Just to name a couple of recent ones, in 2019, there was a massive protest in Beirut that went on for days and it was really destabilising. Beirut, of course, is the capital of Lebanon and it was calling for an end to government corruption and also reforms to that political system. These economic crises were exacerbated by a huge explosion that some squizzers might remember that happened at a port in Beirut in 2020, which destroyed the surrounding areas of the city. Yeah, remember that. That was just such an extraordinary thing that year. And of course, while Lebanon does currently have a government, uh, the position of the president is vacant and it's in such economic hardship that some people have begun to say that the country is very close to becoming a failed state if it isn't already. So that is Lebanon, the neighbour to the north of Israel. Now, let's look at what that means for the current war. So, Claire, we've heard that Lebanon has been in a world of pain since long before this Israeli war against Hamas, but the current fighting poses a new threat to Lebanon. Yeah, so we mentioned Hezbollah, that militant group that formed in response to Israeli troops in Lebanon. Hezbollah is a really serious player in the region, and like Hamas, they're also considered a terrorist organisation by the United States, the United Kingdom and Australia. And since the 7th of October, which of course was when Hamas attacked Israel, Hezbollah has been really threatening to start a war on that northern border with Israel. So what Hezbollah's leaders have said is that if Israel does go through with its plan to launch a troop invasion of Gaza in Israel's south, then Hezbollah will launch its own invasion of Israel's northern border. Now, it's worth pausing here to consider some of the reasons why Hezbollah is making this threat. Yeah, so of course the biggie is that Hezbollah is an Islamic group and the Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip are also Muslims, so that's a really important one. There's also, of course, this influence of Iran. Iran has been a backer of Hezbollah since its very beginnings and Iran is also a backer of Hamas, which is that group that launched those attacks against Israel at the start of October. So this is really a question for Iran and for Hezbollah. 
Does Iran want Hezbollah to launch a wider regional conflict? And then if they do, does Hezbollah follow through? It's a really fascinating thing and it's the big question at the moment. And Lebanon, of course, with its current caretaker prime minister, has acknowledged that they don't want to go through with that. They don't want to see that sort of conflict. Um, But he doesn't really have the power to decide if his own country goes to war. That's a decision for Hezbollah. That's not only because Hezbollah is part of the government. Um, The main reason is because Hezbollah's military arm is stronger than Lebanon's official arm. Exactly. So Hezbollah gets to decide whether or not it attacks Israel. Meanwhile, Israel really, really wants to avoid that war in its north as well as in its south. In attempting to dissuade Hezbollah from launching its own attack on Israel's north, the Israeli defense minister has said that if Hezbollah escalates the conflict, and this is his quote, we will return Lebanon to the Stone Age. We will not hesitate to use all our power and erode every inch of Hezbollah and Lebanon if we have to. In the meantime, Alex, Israel has been ordering civilians along that border to evacuate their homes. And Lebanese citizens have also been fleeing from that border region with Israel. There's estimates that 19,000 people have already been displaced within that part of the world. And at this stage, that isn't a full-out war, although we have seen increased fighting and rocket attacks on that border since October 7, the Hamas attack on Israel. Claire, it is a delicate, dangerous situation. Yeah, and then when we look to America, uh, American troops in the region are on a heightened state of alert and the US President Joe Biden has committed more support in the defence of Israel. And with Hezbollah making those sorts of threats, there's already talk of American air power being used if there is an attack on Israel. And it's really why the US is working very hard at the diplomatic level to ensure that the war doesn't get bigger. And analysts say it could see America drawn into yet another military conflict in the Middle East. It is very much a case, though, of uncharted territory, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And that is your shortcut to Lebanon and Hezbollah. Now, on to our recommendations. Claire, I'm going to put a link to the Council on Foreign Relations. They have some excellent, excellent resources on who groups like Hezbollah and Hamas are, and I use them in the research for this episode. Yeah, we just mentioned them before, so that sounds like a really good one. Um, Dr. Julie Norman is an academic from the University College London, and she's an expert in the region. Last week, she wrote a really easy to understand piece on Hezbollah and how they're different to Hamas, but also how they work together against Israel. So it's a good read too. We'll have those links in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. Thank you so much. Until next time.